Hey friend, what do you say we begin this week's episode with a little trivia? I'll set the scene, I'll provide the details, you try to figure out who I'm speaking of. Okay, the date is March 2nd, 1955. The place? Montgomery, Alabama, the deeply segregated South. A young black woman is arrested for refusing to give up her seat on a crowded bus. Who am I speaking of? The answer, obviously, is Rosa Parks, right? Wrong. That was the obvious answer. Rosa Parks is synonymous with the Montgomery bus boycott. She's a leading voice in civil rights history. She's been called the mother of the freedom movement. So she deserves to be at the forefront of our minds. But I'm actually referring to Claudette Colvin, a woman who was only 15 years old at the time of her arrest. There's a good chance you've never even heard that name. But she held her ground, she held her seat, nine months before Rosa Parks ever had the chance. What if I told you that your life, right now, is worth noticing? This is The Attention Collection. I'm Anthony Garcia. Claudette Colvin wanted to be the President of the United States one day. A dream that in 1955 in the South, or anywhere for that matter, would have been deemed impossible, ridiculous. A dream that frankly still frightens some ignorant members of our society. But on that day in March, Claudette just wanted to make it home from school. And when a white woman hopped onto the bus at one of the stops on the route, Claudette and three other black women were asked to move. The others complied. Claudette remained seated. And for that, she was handcuffed, removed, and locked in a cage at 15 years old. That is bravery. That is honor. But where in the world does it come from? From where was she drawing this strength? There are no doubt many factors, but to me, one stands out. It reminds me of a letter, an old letter, written around 70 AD. This letter made its way into what's known as the Christian New Testament. It's called Hebrews, and the author is unknown, but it serves as an encouragement to early Jewish Christians to stand up and stand strong in the face of adversity, persecution, and a temptation to abandon their faith. In it, the author writes, Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us throw off everything that hinders us and the sin that so easily entangles us, and let us run with perseverance the race marked out for us. We, the writer says, are surrounded by a great cloud of witnesses. What a great phrase. But what is this cloud? The writer here is referring to their ancestors, to those who have gone before them, those who have paved the way, those who have endured the unspeakable and yet refused to give up. 
the writer is trying to remind the reader how far they've come and who made it possible. So on that day, on that crowded bus in Montgomery, Alabama, as two police officers stomp toward her, breathing out threats and indecency, Claudette looked to the clouds. She looked to her own personal cloud of witnesses. Here's how she put it. My head was just too full of black history, you know? The oppression that we went through. It felt like Sojourner Truth was on one side, pushing me down. And Harriet Tubman was on the other side, pushing me down. I couldn't get up. Sojourner Truth, a former enslaved woman turned abolitionist and women's rights activist. And Harriet Tubman, who escaped slavery only to risk her life again to rescue around 70 other people out of slavery. Claudette probably felt alone and abandoned on that bus in that moment. But then again, she wasn't. She was surrounded by a great cloud of witnesses. And her activism in that moment and her testimony thereafter helped to overturn inhuman bus laws. She helped change the trajectory of a nation. Now, she doesn't have many streets named after her. I don't know of any monuments erected in her honor. For reasons we don't have time to go into, the civil rights leaders at that time decided not to make her the face of a movement. But make no mistake, Claudette is a part of that great cloud. Sojourner Truth and Harriet Tubman may have helped her stay in that seat that day. But even as she remains among us today, she sits beside them as a beacon of hope and a model of perseverance. As this month is dedicated to the celebration of black history, although it is indeed something we should celebrate every day, all year long, let's look to people like Claudette. And for those of us who labor to do good in the world, in whatever capacity, it can seem like a lonely path. Those of us who are trying to figure out what it looks like to be a good parent, those who want to stand up against oppression and injustice, those who want to impact a culture or build meaningful organizations. Hell, those of us who just want to be decent human beings. It can be tempting. The thought of giving up or giving in, but we must be reminded. We stand beneath a great cloud of witnesses who paved the way for us. Just to be right here, right now, in this moment, may we look to them. And how do we do that? Well, in some way it might mean reading a biography or seeking out the counsel of someone else or sitting at the feet of an elder. It might mean tracing your lineage, your heritage, your spiritual roots even. But it can be as simple as identifying your favorite artist, musician, filmmaker, someone who has impacted the culture, whatever and whoever that might be, and then just find out who it was that inspired them. When they get lost, who do they turn to? When they need to be inspired, what do they read? What do they watch? What do they listen to? 
And we can pull these threads as long as we want. This is the blessing of books and documentaries and films and art everywhere. And let me say this. Most of us will never know the struggle of a young woman of color in the Jim Crow haunted South. In truth, most of us will never know the struggle of being a woman of color in America in 2020. But that's part of what makes this story so inspiring. If Claudette and other anonymous leaders like her could look to the clouds for strength, if she could stand up to the impossible, what are we waiting for? What excuse do we have? Let us look to the clouds so that we might find the strength to run the race laid out for us. One of the core principles of the Attention Collection, something we come back to week after week, is that we don't become ourselves by ourselves. We stand, we grow, we strive in the benefit of those who have gone before us. We pull from their influence. Indeed, we draw from their strength. So it can seem like a lonely uphill climb some days, but we're not alone. We don't have to figure it all out by ourselves. It's tempting to look at figures in history like Dr. King or like Rosa Parks or now like Claudette Colvin and see their individual strength. But when you start to look a little closer, you see that their ideas, you see that their passion, you see that their drive, you see that the perseverance that they muster to stay in it didn't originate simply in them. They are drawing from it. Claudette had a mother and a father, and she had spiritual mothers in Harriet Tubman and in Sojourner Truth, who themselves drew from the inspiration and from the strengths of other people. And so it goes. This is the nature of humanity. This is how we keep moving forward. We don't become ourselves by ourselves. Your life matters. The work, the race set before you matters. But stop with the notion that you have to figure it out yourself. Stop with the idea that we have to be self-made. That is a ridiculous impossibility. If you want to make a difference, if you want to persevere, if you want to hang on in the face of adversity and put a dent in the universe, look to the clouds. It's all in the art of paying attention. Listen, if this podcast meant anything to you, do me a favor and share it with someone. Leave a review on Apple Podcasts and join us on Facebook and on Instagram. This is not meant to be a monologue. It works so much better as a conversation. We'd love to see you there. Until next week.